0: good, people. I like that we laughed like little girls at the beginning. They're just called giggly. <laughs> it's a podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Lost Origins. Your two favorite history nerds are back at it again. CK, homie, how's the week
1: been? Yo, what question. a wild, what a couple of
0: wild ones. Yeah. Uh,
1: happy to be alive. Happy Fine. to be living the dream. Yep. You? Uh, I'm
0: right there with you. It's It's been a ride, but uh, here we are. Did so
1: many ups and downs in the world at the moment. Just a lot going on. Yeah. A lot of uh, markets and chaos. Maybe by the time this episode comes out, things will be great again. Uh, maybe they'll have this whole COVID-19 thing solved,
0: totally licked so. and everybody's super healthy. Yeah. I'm excited for Facebook to turn back into, you know, the place where you can consume share baby and photos yeah, and, stuff, and stuff instead of like just that, yeah. like stats that just
1: make you fear walking outside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully this whole election thing could just like get over with, but I think we're going to have a few more months of it at least. Yeah.
0: Man, what a time. Ah. Yeah. One thing I've really been just like, I don't want to say stressing over, but contemplating. There we go. Um, we have a trip to Greece booked. Uh oh. In the middle of April. Uh, and I'm wondering if it's going to be the first time in my life that I actually get to use my uh, travel insurance.
1: Might have to bump that one. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll you see. could, you could do the, uh, thing that I've seen. Um, you yeah, know, I actually, I went to New York, uh, a couple of weeks ago and I'm going to New York this week. And one of the things that I saw on my flight, uh, the first time was there was a person wearing, uh, swimming goggles cool. in, in addition to their mask neat yeah i was like like scuba stuff. that's the first Oh, there were no like the like the actual goggles the little 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 ones just to cover their eyes i was like okay stuff is really serious right now if you're that serious bro you probably should have canceled your flight like
0: stay home those goggles netflix and chill man wow
1: well uh but you know what is always awesome tell me no matter the season Go on. Our homies over at Inner Traditions. Yeah,
0: straight up. I see what you did there.
1: It doesn't matter what's going on in the rest of the world. Those guys are throwing down Mm -hmm. for authors. They are digging deep in so many of the subjects that matter to us, matter to the people listening to the show. Straight up. Everybody who listens to the show probably knows how much we love these guys. But, you know, part of the reason we say it every time is not just because they're a primary sponsor of the show, <sighs> but it's also that they're homies. Yeah. They're people we care about. They're people that we know that you care about. Um, so for those who haven't gone to intertraditions.com, check out Intertradition Barron Company's newest authors. Just give it a whirl.
0: Yeah pop over to the website. They've got a really, really solid way of introducing you to some of the newer content that they're releasing on the homepage. You can check out the new books, the new authors that they're welcoming to the family. Check them out on social too. That's like a really solid way of staying in touch with what they're working on. Peek behind the curtain, new releases coming up. Just cannot say enough good things about inner traditions and Barrett Company. So.
1: And you know what you won't see there is politics. What you won't see there is the newest stock chart Yep. you probably also will not see any content about COVID-19. Mm-mm. And so it's a great way to uh, dig deep into some of the things that matter to you without all the other crazy noise mm-hmm. that's
0: happening all around It's a you. nice little oasis for the mind, right? Indeed. So, Intertraditions.com, head over there, check it out. We also need to call out our homies over at The Great Courses Plus. Uh, man, this has been such a cool experience to work with these guys. I've enjoyed like digging through the platform, consuming the content. Um, if you have not checked that out yet, we seriously encourage you to jump over to thegreatcoursesplus.com and just take, take a look at what their catalog offers, what kind of like content and, and topics and courses that, that they are making accessible and available to you guys on the daily.
1: And it's, you know, sometimes I feel like, it, you know, like we were talking about before, you just see all this stuff in your news feed. You see so many different things out there, people trying to convince you of one thing or another. And I think one of the coolest things about Great Courses Plus is just the fact that they're just, they're, there's no slant on it. It's not left. It's not right. It's just specifically trying to find facts, real. Accurate, believable, understand like understanding of topics that matter to you. Yeah. Um. So I just I will say that like you know we've talked about this before that we don't we don't talk about products that we don't believe in and this is one of those things that we've had an opportunity to use for months now. Yep. And not only have both of us dug in on courses that frankly we otherwise wouldn't be able to take. Yeah. You know this fits into your night. Uh. You can throw this on. You know just in your headphones while you're doing something over lunch or something. Um. And quite frankly I've now taken four. Full courses over the course of a period of time that otherwise I would not have learned this stuff. Yeah. Period. Full stop. Yeah. Um, and specifically, um, I, I know some people have been following along with us, um, and the course that we're looking at right now is the theory of everything. It's the quest to explain all reality. So I know that sounds like almost too heady sometimes, but I think you know Andrew and I know this audience is generally among the headiest folk mm-hmm. uh, out there, and so you know it's talking about things not just dark matter, big bang, theory of relativity, but also just looking at like what what exactly is time. You know, what, how does space interact with you? How does it interact with matter? Um, Just thinking about some of the more esoteric aspects of the things that we talk about, you know, it all fits within this, frankly, theory of everything, like some Douglas Adams style 42 business.
0: And don't let like the physics component scare you off if this is not like the normal thing that you sit down and, and, you know, consume from a content standpoint. You do not have to have a deep knowledge of physics to actually enjoy what you're going to be learning here. They do a really good job of breaking it down in ways that's super digestible and accessible. So you can, you like, understand these theories uh, and see how they work together. It's, it, they did a really, really good job tying it all together. I was really, really pleased with that.
1: And if you guys are saying, you know what, guys, I don't want to follow around with that uh, along with that course. I want to just do my own thing. There is something for you somewhere on the site, whether yeah. it's medieval history, science of evolution, any language you want to learn, even stuff like just learning how to cook.
0: Yeah, we're not giving you homework here, right? You can, You can choose your own adventure right now. It's awesome.
1: Do it. And to make it easier... You guys know we try to throw down and get you guys some free stuff. Uh, if you go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash lostorigins, one word, you will get unlimited access and one entire month for free. And so if you're a crazy person and you can just stay up all day long and do the thing, yeah. I'm pretty sure you could probably take four or five, six courses for free. And then if for some reason you don't love it, just dip. Just, yeah, just do the you thing.
0: But... You will be six, seven courses smarter. You will get hooked. Yeah, it's going to be good. Just carry that knowledge around with you and drop it when it makes sense. So greatcoursesplus.com forward slash Lost Origins, all one word. Head over there, scoop up that free month. Like CK said, if you're not into it, just bounce out. Um, but give it a whirl. We, we feel very, very, very strongly that you guys are going to enjoy it.
1: So, So here we are after... One of the longest seasons. This, yeah. this, this, this Epis, ties for the longest season, yeah. right? I guess it would be the longest with uh, 23 episodes. So this one would be yeah, 23. This would be the
0: longest. Really, really it. serious.
1: Uh, you know, nobody can say that uh, we don't try to take swings um, on e- each season for you guys. This is uh, Hopefully this has been super awesome. Mm-hmm. Season three, we ripped right past, you know, any kind of real break. Season two into season three, uh, Andrew and I now have done like... I don't know, almost 50 episodes together in addition to the 20 some that you did prior to me joining. Um, and I think we both learned a lot.
0: We did. I mean, I I know I did. And we got to like have some of the headiest conversations, not just with the guests on the show, but offline you and I, I feel like when we were talking through a lot of this stuff and trying to make sense of it, um, and trying to take it to a different level, man, like that experience for me was unreal. Regular wig peeling. Yeah, exactly. First time I've ever uh, taken a trip to California or anywhere for podcasting. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Pretty um, awesome. Yeah. So. so
1: so we wanted to take a little moment and just say, all right, let's 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 just like look back over this stuff. You know, we did this at the end of season two, just because like we're going so quickly through so many different things, talking about so much different stuff. Um, but we thought we'd just take this episode and kind of go through some of our favorite learnings, different discussions we've had with mm-hmm. different authors that we really liked. Um, so hopefully it'll give other people an opportunity to kind of be like, oh yeah, yeah, I did like that one. Um, and or if it's
0: one you missed, maybe you realized crap, go I gotta back, go back and scoop that up, right?
1: Check it out. And hopefully, um, you know, you guys can like join the conversation on social, give us a poke and mm-hmm. be like, uh, no, I totally disliked what you said about that other thing mm-hmm. or guys, you totally forgot about my favorite
0: episode. This one, but give us a shout. So you're going to kick us off. What was one of your most memorable moments or conversations or takeaways from season three
1: i will say that still um i still talk about this quite a bit with people mm-hmm. um i still i find myself bringing content up from this discussion pretty often mm. um and it was not a conversation that i had you know like on my calendar early on yeah. in the year being like oh this one's absolutely going to be the one but dr stephen lynn nice still just ruminating on so many of the different things that he talked about, even even really simple things uh-huh. like getting the right amount of sleep. Yeah. Right. And the way that sleep affects your neurochemistry, uh-huh. specifically thinking about your pineal gland, releasing melatonin as the moon starts going down, you know, Soma energy starts hitting you and just the simple physics of the quantum biology reaction that happens in this like crazy magic factory that yeah. is your body and brain. And seeing how that, you know, melatonin starts being released, your your body starts, you know, changing its disposition towards sleep, starts releasing other neurochemicals just to like prepare you for the crazy wonderland that is your dreams, let alone the fact that it's repairing you. Right, right. right. That your body's like taking all these opportunities while you're not moving around and being this like clunky like weird ape creature running around and smashing things into you and like eating stuff and, you know, pooping and yelling and doing whatever it is that people do. I still do all those things, all those things, (laughs) you know, like, and, and then the fact that like you get to in the middle of that, you know, really touch this infinite space. Yeah. And I think just hearing from him about some of his own personal regimen, you know, with meditation, I know Mm meditation is a really important thing to you as well. Um, but just the fact that he's taken it the extra mile, you know, he's like spent time trying to reduce any calcification efforts to his pineal gland Mm -hmm. in order to get better clarity during meditation and his own dream states. He's, you know, removed the, uh, little bit of skin underneath his tongue to be able to like put better pressure Pressure on the top of his hard palate so that he can drop into meditation more smoothly. Um, Thinking about getting K2 in your diet a little bit yeah, more. that one rocked my boat for sure. Making sure that you get you know grass fed milk. Um, if you're eating meats, that it's predominantly like grass fed meats as opposed to all of these different grains that are maybe you know changing the fat solubility of the things that you're right. eating. Um, so for those who haven't listened to that episode. It's one of our CPAC episodes. Yeah, I would say you're absolutely missing out and you got to check it out. I would almost say pause this and just go listen go to it, it and then
0: pop back I would in. agree because that one was definitely one that was not on my radar. I had no idea what to expect. Uh, interestingly enough, I talked to him this morning. Um, oh, did yeah, you? We were talking about season four and just game planning. And um, so we are going to, when we you know, release season four, uh, have a Dr. Lin episode. And I Sick. Lin, 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 uh, Lin. Lin. It's been a hot minute since you've ham horned. We've actually gotten quite a few messages. People are annoyed. There's some people that are really, really (laughs) upset that they're not getting their ham horns back. i you might get one more guys. Oh Oh, dang. Uh, dope. yeah. Right. So Dr. Lane coming back for season four. Um, but yeah, the, the, the meditation component was just super, super interesting to me. Uh, the K2 piece that, that one really, really shook, shook my, uh, like shook me to my core. Um, But what I also really enjoyed about that conversation was this was, you know, season two, we started like flirting with it a little bit. Then season three, I feel like we just went off the deep end for all things, you know, what is reality? What, you know, what is uh, like, what does it mean to be a human being? And, you know, DMT and, you know, pineal gland and like really exploring consciousness and all these things. And that dude took it to a place that I was not prepared for at all. Like I remember both of us after he walked out of that interview room at CPAC, like looked at each other and just melted yeah like and, and right just like the,
1: and he he's just you know to to see somebody who went through med school has spent a lot of time not just trying to think about how to help people live healthier more productive lives in general but to have somebody like that who's so grounded wow. in science who spends so much of his time thinking about the biological aspect of it really take it to this different place and emphasize the fact that you know we are a dream machine. Right. You know, like there are few means through which we can connect to sort of our infinite self. Um, you know, we've had a number of other great conversations with some other people about that self and how it gets neglected. Um, but to have, you know, a an MD, a physician, talking about this stuff with just absolute certainty, yeah. Um was really cool. Yeah.
0: It was it was illuminating for sure. So I'm glad that you uh you pointed to that one first. That one is definitely a solid one that we put in the bag for season.
1: What a legend. And I think anybody else who's, uh, you know, listened to that episode or or other episodes where we've talked about it in the past, um, you know, I, I think one of the interesting things as well is that like this guy has one of those voices too, Mm -hmm. that just like, I could probably listen to like every episode. If I could just have a Lynn filter on my own voice, I think I would sound a lot more interesting Mm -hmm. just in general. Yeah there's a potential opportunity for uh, technology yeah, solutions. just get there. that yeah. filter yeah, yeah, yeah we'll come back yeah. to that yeah my wife <laughs> and my sister-in-law uh are obsessed with this guy uh, and we're very sad to hear that he has a
0: lady friend yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i get it though i mean he is a handsome fellow oh, he is
1: also actually yeah they they were just talking about his voice even but like yeah he's also a handsome fellow yeah
0: yeah so so who next Uh, Dr. Brian Keating. Oh. The way we kicked off season three, I feel that set the stage for a lot of the conversations that we were going to have. All things space, universe, like cosmos, Big Bang. Like that for me has always been such a magnet. And I've always been really, really drawn to that stuff and really interested in it. And so to be able to pick the brain of Dr. Keating was just so cool for me when we were talking about everything from his book, Losing the Nobel Prize, which is really, really good. That book is such good shit. If you have not read it, please pick it up. Uh, check it out. It's so worth it. Um, but just the, like how down to earth he was and easy to talk to, um, you know, I, I, I've i never actually talked to uh, a PhD at his level in that field. And like, I feel like I know a good amount of stuff about the universe, you know, from, from a layman's perspective, uh, I've watched me several documentaries, um, <laughs> but like, great courses plus. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I'll circle back <laughs> for you. Um, but I mean, just to be able to like have a conversation with him and ask him questions about the things that I don't understand and have him walk us through what we know about the Big Bang, the stuff he's doing in South America, just, God, such a really, really cool experience.
1: Yeah. For sure. And and I think like, you know, so often when we end up speaking with people that are a little bit more alternative thinkers, yeah. um, we, we spend, you know, a lot of time trying to like, tie in that alternative course of thought to some things that are a little bit more grounded in a lot of evidence-based mm-hmm. um work. And and I think like just giving people the opportunity to hear from somebody who spends tons of time, not just in an evidence-based reality, right. but also in this very theoretical space. Yeah, totally. You know, that like cosmology as a science is itself kind of this window into how little we know about right. ourselves. Yeah. How little we know about the universe. Um, and I thought to your point, you know, for somebody who is, you know, basically on the furthest bleeding edge of astrophysics in the world, among the most respected, you know, people out there in the field, uh, one of the, one of the most important Brian's in physics <laughs> right. next to Brian Cox and Brian Green, um, to have this guy have such humility in yeah. the face of that, um, you know, running a multi hundred million dollar telescope array and still being like, eh, there's some stuff
0: we just don't know yet. That would give me so much anxiety. Yeah. So much. Nobody break that lens guys. One thing, and then I, and then we can move on. But one thing that I thought was so cool though, was him and I were having a conversation uh, on the side about Roman, my middle boy, and you know, just his affinity with the universe. And you know, he loves watching those documentaries and we read books about space all the time. And when I shared that with Dr. Keating, he latched onto that and he's like, here's an opportunity to feed a young mind and like Get him so stoked on space and just the way things work. That care package that hit our front doorstep, gosh, that thing rocked Roman's brain. Like it had a like meteorite, a piece of a meteorite, sick. That he gave to Roman. It's just so cool to see him go out of his way to like he genuinely gives a shit about what he's doing, and I think it just it shows with moments like that.
1: And just turning turn little minds onto the wonder of space is such a cool thing. Yeah. You know, uh, like, I think in general, seeing, it, it kind of reminds us how little we know um, when we're looking into it. But when kids start thinking about this stuff, it's just like, oh, man, I could know all that
0: someday. Right. It's like, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Yep. 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 Um, we do have to take just a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to continue to explore our favorite moments from season three. So more from your two favorite history nerds after the break. episode of Lost Origins. On today's episode, we are exploring all of our favorite moments from season three. Before the break, we were reminiscing about some of the incredible conversations that we've had, and uh, we're going to just jump right back in. All right, hit me with your next one. What do you got? So
1: this gentleman, um, it's, I mean, it's interesting. We start with three doctors here um, in this discussion, but I I will say that this guy, I was unfamiliar with with this person's work. Um, And Mm. afterwards, uh, I will say that just you and I spoke about this conversation for weeks. And like, I've also sent his stuff to a bunch of different people, but Dr. Thomas Carlson, (laughs)
0: like
1: this guy is a legend. Yeah. Like I I think more so than anything, when we first started having the conversation with him and trying to understand, you know, why is it that, Somebody who has as deep of academic credentials as he has. You know, this guy's a Yale fellow. He's a PhD author, researcher, studies, uh, you know, he's a a senior lecturer, history, religion, philosophy at Stockholm University, heavy hitter. how did he get so deep into dark arts? Right, How, I don't know, but I love it, dude. And and specifically, like we found the answer to that in his story about being in that souk,
0: the cafe or, in, or
1: in the souk in Morocco. Yeah, that's right? right. That's Where, right. That's right. And like the guy rolls on him mm-hmm. and is talking about the dragon rouge. Yeah. like and like this guy basically had a grounded magical mystical experience with this person in his like youth that has you know pretty much guided so much of his practice as not just as an academic but as somebody who himself is an initiate in the left-handed arts right right like this guy is legitimately a dark (laughs) magician wizard so cool like and and i think like you know also just don't get so many, or we don't get so many opportunities to speak with, you know, we speak with a lot of different foreign professors and researchers, which yeah. is really cool. It's like super fun to have this, to be alive in this time where we can speak with people across the world via Skype. Um, but the fact that this person who speaks multiple languages, um, you know, runs a the esoteric um, crossroads conference in Italy and, you know, spends all this time doing different transatlantic things, his accent still to this day, like fires me up. Yeah. Just like the, the cadence of how excited he is about these things and how like perfectly he speaks English, even though it's like his third language or something. Um, I think in general, if you guys haven't listened to that episode, this is another one. Just do yourself a favor. Just holler at it. It's,
0: and we've gotten a few messages about the accent and it being, it being hard to like really understand and get like plugged into. So my recommendation would be, um, like, tough it out for a second and sure. really, really be in a place where you can focus. Um, Cause once you like get plugged into it, then, it then, then it's just, it's magic, oh, yeah. it's fire, it's awesome. And it's definitely a conversation that you want to consume. I mean,
1: I've, it, I've had to listen to it a couple of times as well, because there's such density of information in there, totally. you know, the, the Uthark uh, runes and just like in general thinking about like, I hadn't spent as much time thinking about runes in general prior so, to that conversation. And since then, like just that aspect of mysticism has been something that I feel like I, you know, I even have my own set of runes, like yeah. we've, we've talked about. Um, but just thinking about decoding things that were for so long a real communication system that people used, you know, pretty clearly to try to pierce that, you know, metaphysical veil mm-hmm. around us, um, definitely
0: worth a listen. Yeah, I would check it out also. You know, the dude's in a metal band. The and, dude is uh, in a metal band. I mean, that's that that speaks to me on a whole yeah. different level. So yeah, they man. make some shreddy dark metal too. Yeah, I mean that real part of the deal. world is like super well known for yeah. how brutal that stuff. Gets. Yeah, metal
1: apocalypse in full effect, like real people doing it, like <laughs> yeah. serious shredding. My name uh, is
0: Floki. I slips in and out of that, with the cool months. <laughs> you <know. laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> Uh so who's who's next on your list in this mask? All right. So I might throw you a curveball here because I know that like Uh-oh. while we do have a lot of conversations about this topic, it is one that for both of us, uh technically there typically has a little bit more skepticism uh at the wheel, right? Um, but the conversation with Jeffrey Sortino, um, the the extraterrestrial stuff, it's fun to talk about. I I really enjoy it, uh, but it's also like not the main focus of the show. It the, you know we've always from day one really looked into megalithic structures and lost civilizations and ancient mysteries, uh, but because the space has some pretty gnarly overlap with just the, the extraterrestrial implications of the past, and a lot of that you probably could point to to Zechariah stitching for uh, the, the work murkying some of those waters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I've always found that area to be a, a little bit, you know. Rinse and repeat. And if I offend somebody out there, I'm sorry. But I mean, it's it's, it's a lot of the information that you can consume in that area. Uh, it it's pretty much the same, maybe with a little bit of a different twist or some new nuggets here and there. But the way that Jeffrey Sorrentino Sortino, uh, tells his story on such a personal level, like I said it in the episode, and I'll say it again. I, I when I read his book, I've read so many books about ancient mysteries and just you know stuff that fits within this vertical in general, and They're all good in their own unique way for sure, but they all read very similar to a textbook, right? Um, Or some degree of it. And I read his book in maybe one and a half sittings. Like it is such a story and the way he draws you in with personal experience and heavy, heavy personal experience, um, it just, it dug its claws in me deep. And that was a time that was the summer of 2019 is when we recorded that episode. Mm -hmm. And so that was a time where a lot of the stuff that I was taking into meditation with me and contemplating in terms of just like, you know, what does it mean to be alive? And, you know, how should I look at reality and existential crisis one-on-one, all these things, the, the, the timing could not have been more perfect, I think. So that conversation was unbelievable for me. Him and I, to this day, we've stayed friends. We, we stay in touch. Um, I'd love to get him back on the show at some point. Um, but the guy is just really, really solid. And I like that he's doing what he's doing because of the personal ties that it, that it has and how important they are to him.
1: And for those who, you know, haven't listened to that episode, um, you know, he still also, you know, talks about a lot of things that I think are are, you know, less personal even, but are still really core to some of the stuff we talk about on the show, you know, whether it's, uh, Sumerian creation myths or creation stories, you know, thinking about, and, and his book specifically, you know, the identity of God, um, search and I search for an identification of God through ancient texts on its surface, you know, really is some of the core aspects of what we talk about here. You know, how do we tie back, some of these ancient mythos, uh, how do we, you know, how do we look at some of these older stories to try to give context to our life? But I agree with you that I think the level to which he takes some of his personal experience Mm -hmm. with this stuff, let alone, you know, getting into some of the other, um, you know, tried and true alien, uh, grounds, like the, the Hills, um, for instance, you know, Barney and Betty Hill, um, I think really brings it all home in a way that is pretty rare.
0: Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And if you've not checked that episode out, I I would argue that it's definitely worth the investment. So, all right. Throw one back at me. Ooh, next year. Huck your lawn dart down the yard, buddy. So
1: I I was, you know, generally like thinking about uh, like throughout the course of the season, we've also had like a few different themes, Mm -hmm. right? And I think one of the themes that I hadn't, that I haven't spent a lot of time with, um, I think more so than anything, it's like, Almost all these topics we, we spend some amount of time with, but some of them are a little bit like, I don't know, obscured by how accessible they are. Yeah. And, and that's a weird thing to say, but one of them is giant. And so early on in the season, um, I thought one of the things that was cool to, you know, set the tone a little bit, uh, we got the opportunity to sit down with the, um, professor of what is he, what course does he teach specifically? Um, it's religious. So uh, yeah, it's St. Joseph focus. University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a professor of theology and religion. Um, our man, Adam Stokes. Yep. Um, he you know, has a BA in religion from Duke, a master's in divinity from Yale. Um, another really, really smart guy. Um, but he really kind of just like set the tone for some of the other thematic uh, elements that we talked about, you know, about giants later in the season. Mm-hmm. And I thought he really helped us get a sense of, no, this is something that's like real, simple archaeological dig sites that show this very clear divergence in terms of people's size there used to be a lot of really large people in the mix.
0: They were bigger. They were significantly <laughs> bigger.
1: And I think like, you know, whether it's the uh, West Hickory case, 18, fo- 18 foot tall humans, whether it's uh, Nephilim, um, you know, we, I think we spoke about Nephilim with at, at least three people this season, yeah. um, the Raphaim, some of these other people from uh, Old, Old Testament books, um, you know, some Book of Enoch has come up quite a bit. Um, but I just thought that discussion was, it was really illuminating. For me, in general, uh, uh-huh. I I did not have as um, I don't know in depth of knowledge of how serious and real this stuff is, and yeah. how potentially there's some other crossover with you know where did these genetic lineages come from? Uh-huh. You know, we just spoke with Andrew Collins and some other people about you know the you know Denisovan 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 however you'd like to pronounce that. I think it's. Denisovan, right? You just gotta make sure you don't put the wrong emphasis in the wrong correct. Syllable. Syllable. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Um but just thinking about the genetic lineages and just the way that Neanderthal DNA, you know, has potentially pervaded some some aspect of our lineage in ways that maybe we don't understand as much, and potentially some other genetic information that really did produce some massive people. Right. Um, it's a little bit, you know, different than some of the things we talked about on the show, but really
0: love the Adam Stokes conversation. Same. Can you imagine though, real quick? An 18 foot tall Ugh. dude, like you're a tall drink of milk, right? Dude, that's three times my height. Yeah.
1: Six, three. And that person would tower over me. Yeah. Poor buddy. Imagine like trying to go sit down and just like have a normal sized meal when you're like 18 feet tall and probably whatever, 400, 500 pounds or whatever. Right. The masses. It's like, Even
0: Cheesecake Factory portions aren't going to cut it there. That,
1: it's like Cheesecake Factory portions. You would need like three of those meals just to like have lunch.
0: But I think that could be cool though because it's always so hard to decide. Like, which, Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you don't There's have to like take there. stuff
1: home and like wherever, like to the massive cave that he's like quarried out or whatever yeah. and they're going to put in these like stupid plastic containers that are going to like pollute the ocean. He's like, right. no, I want five of these meals and I'm going to eat them here. Like right now. And they're like, whatever, sir, take whatever you want. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Imagine him trying to sign his bill with
0: a pen, you know, that, like fits in his, t- his tiny little hand. fingers. looks like a child using it. just can't hand. help but think of that episode of the office where Michael Scott gets the little super tiny cup and, Tells Pam that he's I'm growing. It's just so funny the express the espresso cup, right? Uh, no, I agree that the Adam Stokes conversation was so cool. Um, I've done a little bit of like brushing up on the giant stuff, but nowhere near uh, to the level that I have with you know just ancient megalithic sites and lost uh, civilizations and whatnot and. That conversation was wicked intense, uh, and he's another guy that we've been able to maintain a relationship with. Uh, you know, since his coming onto the show, um, he has articles on the Lost Origins website that is content that he's written specifically for that website, so it's not content you're going to get anywhere else out there, which is really neat. Um, and the guy is just a really good dude and a family guy, and uh, I just I like I like seeing what he's got going on in his life uh, through social media and just you know the, the connections that we have and conversations.
1: Great, great human,
0: such a good human. Who next? Okay, this one was a bucket list item for me. Oh, um, I know who this is. Yeah, I know you do. So, I several times since the beginning of this show have tried to figure out a way to tunnel into this person's inbox in, in, in with you know with a subject line or you know anything that could get the attention because I know he's insanely busy, um, and I was never successful, but. At CPAC, we were able to track him down, right? We, we, Legend. Yeah. Dr. Robert Schock, man, being able to not just pick his brain, right? Like the conversations that we get to have with these people, regardless of where they are you know, on you know on the earth because of Skype is incredible. It's awesome. But the experience that we get when we are eyeball to eyeball with them is night and day difference. Um, and to be able to sit in the room with Dr. Shock and like, just look him in the face when we're talking to him, and still see that after all these years of doing this research and you know beating this drum and you know just sharing all of the things that he's poured his life into, that guy still gets so passionately stoked on the stuff that he's working on. Yeah to 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 a degree where it's like it, it's contagious, right? Yeah. Um. So being able to talk to him about you know the younger Dryas and Gobekli Tepe and just everything. Solar that, flares. Solar flares, right? Like I can remember in season one of Lost Origins, um, I was reading Forgotten Civilization by Dr. Shock. And I remember going over, I was still living in Denver and I went over to this little ramen joint. It was like a block and a half from my office for lunch and just sat down, ordered some ramen and just was reading that book. And like that for some reason has always stuck out to me. And To be able to hear what I thought I thought his words were going to sound like in my brain, coming out of his mouth, and then actually sit with him in the room—it was just—it was a really cool, uh, almost fanboy experience for me. Yeah, almost, dude. uh, You
1: were like. I got, I got sweaty. You were
0: shining. I guess sweaty.
1: <laughs> you were like actually shining in that interview. I look over a couple of times and it was like, you're just beaming at this guy. And he's, you know, he's a big guy also. He's just, yeah. he's a, a skinny, like a wiry person, but he's also extremely tall. Totally. Um, Really lovely wife, uh, research partner um, with whom he's done so much of the work in Gobekli Tepe. Uh, she came and sat in the interview with us as well. Great conversation with both of them. But Yeah, man. I I think, you know, just in general, he's one of those guys, you know, you read his stuff when you're a kid yeah, and then to see that he's still on the forefront of a lot of this stuff. And we also had just seen his lecture right you no know, prior to that as well where he really went through all of his own personal findings at gobekli tepe you know spent time looking at like the you know new museum that they've uh, set up for it and like all of his own personal anecdotes about the accuracies and inaccuracies of you know all of the stories that they're putting out there about it um but you know few people have transformed the sort of landscape of a lot of the models of history than this guy, you know, and, uh, you know, his work with Dr. Anthony West, um, you know, I think is, you know, one of the definitive kind of partnerships in in the mix. Um, and so it was also just like, so nice to see that this guy was so just personable, humble, kind, like definitely, I think, um, I will say just, you know, shout out to you. Uh, you know, you even got props from him, uh, in the discussion. I don't know if it was in the podcast or after the podcast. Um, it might've been after the podcast when we were sitting down and he's like, you know, you get a lot of interview requests, a lot of these people trying to interview stuff. They want to talk about these things or that things. And they, you know, don't really know what they're talking about. But, uh, he was specifically saying that you were one of the most like informed people, uh, that has ever, you know, interviewed him, and I
0: was like, yeah, that's my book. That's he reads right. your books, man. totally knows your assign sign his boobs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which he totally did with a Sharpie. Yeah, no, he, cool. did, he didn't do that. And then so I later I got it tattooed. So uh, it's forever. But yeah, what a legend. <laughs> yeah, that, that is and really cool. I feel like we could have talked to him for a lot longer, um, but he had to get on, like they had their bags with them. Yeah. They, they literally made time for this to like, right before they had to get and go to the airport. Yeah. Um, I hope they made it home okay. Yeah, I, I assume,
0: <laughs> yeah, I assume they did. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I Yeah, I think they did. So let me throw uh, an unexpected question at you real Uh-oh. quick before we talk about what season four looks like. Is there... Are there any authors, researchers, minds, individuals that you would like to have the opportunity to, to speak with throughout season four?
1: I, I would spot. say, I think that probably I felt like we were a little bit cheated by not being able to have our conversation with Alan. Yep um we for those who didn't hear about it uh we got to sit down with Alan Green very briefly um, but he had some like laryngeal things going on. Yeah. Like Bronchitis he could, yeah, he could was, barely right? like speak. Um, and you know, real shame because the man has like one, his voice is like a song. Yeah. Um, literally is, like, it's nuts. Um, and you know, n- not even related to the fact that so much of his work is done within like, you know, the field of sonic geometry and yeah. sound forms in general. Um, but yeah, I will say that's, it's kind of like the one that got away yeah, um, this season. And I know we're, you know going to make it happen. It yeah. will absolutely go down. But I would say thats it's not even because it's low hanging fruit. It's like the biggest conversation we didn't get to have yeah. with this guy that we prepared, you know, with whom we, for whom we prepared to speak to very specific things, yeah. even dovetailing on some of the other work um, with somebody else that I will also on the spot bring up because I didn't bring him up before mm-hmm. um, just to throw him in. Um, and it was one of those things where like, I was going to say his name first in this list, but I, you know, I've kind of been fanboying him too hard this last season and, you know, don't want him to think, uh, we're just over here just talking about him the whole time. But Robert Edward Grant.
0: Where'd your pants go, dude? I know, right? All of a sudden, I'm naked.
1: (laughs) Robert Edward Grant was legit one of the most interesting conversations I think we've ever had. Um, And obviously, like, I'm, you know, big geek with a lot of the math part of uh, his work in general. Um, But I don't think either of us were necessarily prepared for just how, like, straightforward he was about such complexity. Yeah. You know, I mean, this guy, when, you know, when we talk about sonic geometry really having a profound impact on not just the formation of matter, the way that light moves through things, the way that sound affects, you know, aspects of our life that we don't even realize. Yeah. Um, but you know, we even got into crazy stuff like, uh, his work in the cryptographic space right. now. And I, I think in general, he was one of those guys that like, I know at least personally, I had anticipated so much, like, Oh, I want to ask him this question. I want to ask him this question. And the interview just ripped by and I was like, Oh man, we need like, Four more hours to talk to this guy.
0: And so for for just to, to, you know, speak to both of those uh, individuals, we have been communicating with them in an ongoing capacity and both of them are going to make an appearance on season four. So they're both super ready (laughs) and willing to make the thing happen. But I do got to say that's the only time in the history of the show that I've ever made a reference to an orgasm in the conversation. (laughs) He indeed like blew my mind, um, yeah. and, and I expressed it. In a that very might be the only time it's weird
1: because I would think that you would be making random jokes like that more often. I but feel like we reserved jokes
0: them. about it. Sure, the only time I've ever made,
1: but you didn't ever to like pause an interview, go change pants, like yeah. come back in, pretend yeah. everything was cool, yeah. like have his security, like you know pat you down, yeah. and then go change pants again, yeah. and then be like, "No, dude, I don't need to get patted Why down." Why is
0: Doctor your <laughs> security? Stop it! That's not fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, I would agree. I think uh Alan Green and Robert Edward Grant, one thousand percent uh season four, they gotta be on that roster. It's gotta happen. Those conversations are just gonna be insanity.
1: And I would I will say that like uh as I'm looking back over this and I'm seeing we're we're making all these fanboy jokes, um, you know, we probably need to have more ladies on the show. Yeah, I would agree. You know, I was like as I've been looking at the the list in general, it's like we had the opportunity to speak with Dr. Carmen Bolter, for instance, over the course of our time uh, at CPAC, and man, man, what a smart woman. Just like that person blew my mind with some of her experience with specifically the study of divine feminine, um, some of her own personal experiences, yeah. just like her dream state stuff. Um, and the fact that, you know, she leads tours, you know, of these ancient sites, you know, in Egypt mm-hmm. and is, you know, one of the world's foremost experts in this. I felt like last season we had uh, a lot more women on the show.
0: Yeah, we had Jennifer Gale and Sonya Grace. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so I think that's one thing that we might need to shoot for next season as well. I
0: would agree. I would agree. I mean, Sonya Grace coming back would be super cool.
1: Um, We did have uh, Lucy Pringle on the show this season. We had Lucy Pringle and then
0: we also had Mary Rodwell. Oh yeah, Um, Mary Rodwell. One that got away from me for this season that we never talked about uh, on the show was Dr. Heather Lynn. Um, She had to reschedule due to some travel conflicts, uh, but her book, Evil Archaeology. Hmm. Uh, man, if if you enjoy Dr. Carlson's stuff, like she explores like demons and possessions, like all these like nice. Yeah, it's super cool. I was really bummed that that one didn't get to happen. Um, but she's one that I'm I got my eye on for season four.
1: So I'll flip it around on you. Who who are you most eyeing on this giant scroll of uh people with whom we're definitely going to, or possibly going to speak, who's who's your top of the list?
0: It's a big list, right? So one is, is, is going to be in the same space as Dr. Shock, for sure, from season one. Um, I've always tried to get this person to come on the show. Uh-oh. I've met him in person who this is. before. We, you know, we, we exchanged emails. We've had conversations via email. People have seen him on Joe Rogan. Yeah. And some other awesome shows. It just never worked out scheduling wise. Uh, but Graham Hancock, would be unbelievable. Uh That would be really hard for me to not fanboy, but
1: kind of like the OG in the space. Yeah. Yeah, We have to get through a few layers of security on that one. Yep. For sure.
0: But I think the, the next one on this list for me to be Frank is Nassim Harameen. Okay. Um, what that guy is doing, like the work that he's doing, which is like, reality consciousness uh sacred geometry does a lot of work with alan green and robert ever grant i mean what the the day after cpac the three of them rolled to speak with
1: the dalai lama about this stuff yeah no
0: big deal no big deal um gosh just to pick his brain i think would be one hell of an experience oh yeah we
1: got to get him in the mix
0: Yep, yep yep so if you guys have any requests for researchers, authors, minds, guests, whatever that you want us to to reach out to and try to coordinate them coming onto the show, hit us up, right? Either on social, put a DM in our bucket, head over to the website, uh, just shoot us an email through that. Let us know who you want to hear from and we'll do what we can to make it happen.
1: And, you know, furthermore, if you are uh, an author in this space and you've been listening to the podcast, um reach out. Yeah. Don't be afraid to, you know, try to do that self-promotion thing. We've had a number of different guests on the show who are pretty awesome, uh, with whom we've spoken as a result of them reach out, reaching out and saying, Hey guys, have you seen my work? Yeah. R Voot, right? Like yeah. I think that's a, <laughs> what a perfect example. I love R Voot. Same. What a great person. Um, and so, you know, with that being said, um, I think, you know, longtime listeners of the show, uh, people who have been following Andrew since season one know that there was, you know, a pretty gnarly gap yeah. in between season one and season two. When I finally joined up with this, uh, amazing circus of a parade, um, and I just I think in general, some people probably have some PTSD or or some kind of like residual memories there where they're like, dude, don't play me out, you know, again. Mm-hmm. I know it takes a lot to do the podcast, but I kinda you know, we've we've been blessed by having a lot of people who listen to the show weekly mm-hmm. um and really gotten used to um, you know, Andrew, just a another quick shout out, Andrew does all this production, you know, on his own, you know, we don't have, uh, you know, we have a, another team that helps with a lot of the other aspects of the show, but Andrew really has to, he, there's tons of work. He is a full-time job you know, He's kind of an important dude at another software company. Yeah, he's got all these other things going on, you. but... Um, you know, I get to just show up and have great conversations with people, do the thing, shout into a mic, see my boy. Um, but this is a lot of work. It's it's you a know for it's sure. it's a ton of work. Um, and I've seen it, uh, you know, take over various aspects of your life over yeah. the course of the last couple seasons. Um, and so you know, one of the things that Andrew and I have been discussing is. We're definitely doing a four season yep. to just know that that's happening. Um, but we, you know, we want to be able to dig in and keep the level of quality really high. Yeah, for sure. Make sure that we speak with people that, you know, are doing the cutting edge work in a lot of these spaces, but also not like murder, uh, you know, our lives with uh, trying to do this at midnight, um, you know, day before something drops. Um, so in between
0: season three mm-hmm. and season four, We're going
1: to take a little hiatus. Just a
0: little break. Just a little break. But we're going to be strategic about it too, right? You guys have been really, really good about sharing your thoughts and feedback uh, regarding the show, the formats, the different things that we've experimented with. Um, and we appreciate the hell out of that, right? Um, you know, we get a lot of emails and we get a lot of messages on social media and whatnot. And we've gotten a few carrier pigeons and like all the things, you know, we, we look at all of them, um, you know, just because we don't implement a thing that you recommend, it doesn't mean that it wasn't something that we considered by Or that
1: means. it's not still on a list. Exactly. Somewhere.
0: Exactly. And so, you know, for me, like kind of taking a step back for a moment is more of a benefit for you guys from a strategic standpoint, because it's going to give us the runway to really think through, okay, what were the things that the majority of the audience really, really connected with? What were the things that uh, we were hearing from people, multiple people as new ideas that should be implemented. And then like you said, who's on the cutting edge that maybe we have not had on the show before, or we have, but we need to talk about a different thing. Like how can we take what we've done in the last year, um, and just elevate it to a whole other level. And so that's really what's driving us kind of taking a second and, uh, being super planned out about season four. We want it to be the best season yet, straight up.
1: And keep those, keep those things coming, you know, in the, we're going to, you know, stay engaged and we'll be, uh, you know, continuing to check those emails, look at social, you know, look at all those DMS. Um, and so, you know, I hope you guys have seen, and many people have heard like, yeah, we do make adjustments based on what people, you know, say to us. We, you know, if we get something wrong, you've heard us correct ourselves because, you know, audience gives us a shout about something. And so, in this, you know, probably, you know, couple month period or so. If You have some ideas or you have some things. Hey guys, I never want you to say that word again. You know, you guys uh, say peel my wig too much, or you guys say this thing or that thing. If you guys say unpack one more time, I'm going to find where you guys record and tape your mouth shut. We've done a pretty good job. We, about we that reduced, that yeah, yeah we've yeah. di- we we done so many packs. So the oh my unpacking. god, oh my god, brought the <laughs> packing tape over just to record. <laughs> but yeah, like all that stuff, like Andrew's saying, just makes, makes the pod so much better. Um, and we. We really appreciate it. And and it's, we see it as kind of one of those things where it's like only our friends tell you when you have something in your teeth. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, listeners of the show, we consider friends, um, and you've helped us improve quite a bit. And hopefully we come back bigger, batter, and better, um, than the show's ever been. Yeah. I'm going to try to be 18 feet tall. That would be so inconvenient for the cast, dude. Like it's Adam's joke, but change this up. I absolutely felt that, but it's just (laughs) like the reality of trying to get you those five, courses from cheesecake factory and like having to change the
0: mics yeah it's a lot of fit in this house yeah i I, I would like i would like to 12 feet 12 feet's fine 12 12 feet's fine yeah Yeah. that's twice i mean that's more than twice what i am now that's good that's good we'll go 12 feet do 12 it's gonna be big guys just huge brace yourself huge guys cool
1: and hopefully you know when we come back um the world's not on fire A lot of cool things are happening. Hopefully podcasts are still a thing. Yeah. Hopefully, like, the internet's still functioning and, you know, phones still work and stuff. Mm -hmm. And there isn't some sort of zombocalypse happening where people are, like, all shuttered up in their home worried about, like, the, like, really fast-climby World War Z type zombies. Those are the worst
0: ones. But if that's happening... Go ahead before it happens, and email us your address of where you believe that you are going to be, most likely to be, and we will record onto a cassette tape and send it to you. Uh, Yeah, we'll just mail it to you. It's fine.
1: Yeah, well, maybe like a bottle of water or something. That's like something good. I don't know ramen or something, handgun or whatever the like key survival supplies are at the time.
0: Yeah, we'll throw down. It's probably gonna be a, like a note in there about Great Courses Plus or... <laughs> <Traditions> <laughs> like, hey
1: <too." laughs> guys, when if, if Traditions comes back, <laughs> check it out. Don't forget.
0: <laughs> Whew. But man. man, what a fun season though. Like trip to California, all these conversations. It's been super so fun, So man. many cool people, so much cool stuff.
1: And, you know, most of all, you've heard us talk about this, uh, you know, so often, but for real guys, just knowing that we're speaking to tens of thousands of people out there, um, you know, doesn't matter if you check in every episode or you miss an episode or you pop in and out or you're just some uh, person who just wants to like you know yell at us on the reviews or mm-hmm. something like that bottom line is even if it was just two people out there uh for whom we have you know made a difference or brought some information to you or you know filled an hour of your you know week or something with something that's kind of cool like yeah. this is why we do the show straight up Love talking to authors, love talking to researchers, but just, you know, having some people out there for whom this matters makes all the difference. Yeah, so thank you cool. to everybody who's listened to hours of drivel from the two of us, Lot and of dribble. hours of much cooler,
0: more important conversations with other people who yeah, aren't us. Yeah. The support means the world to us. Every email that you guys send, um, I mean, it's incredible to see, the impact that it's had on, on, you know, the few of you that have reached out when you compare that to, you know, how many people listen to the show every week. Um, it is unbelievable and we appreciate the shit out of every single one of you. So thank you so much for, you know, making season two and season three, what it was for us. Cannot say thank you enough. So, um, well, for a hot minute, let's say this one last time, I guess, right? Smash that subscribe button and, uh, link up with us on social. And until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm CK. And we challenge you to question everything.